Hi, I'm Archit. And I'm Shirin. And welcome to Getting Lost with Archit and Shirin, a podcast where two amateur cooks, if you say so, talk about all things food from ingredients, recipes, techniques, and lessons from our trials in the kitchen. Every episode, Shirin, our producer Natasha, and I will do a deep dive into one singular topic and talk about literally everything we know about it. Hi guys, so today we're going to be talking about something a bit different and hopefully you're going to enjoy it. It's about the role of smell in food, how it makes us feel, the entire experience, all that good stuff. I think the first thing that we should talk about is like the science of how we perceive food through both taste and smell. Science, which I know nothing about. Science that you know nothing about, okay. but I, I think <laughs> it, it's like easy to learn. And I also don't know everything about science, but I did study it for four years. So I studied biology for four years. So I have just have like a little bit idea on this. Okay. Um, so essentially our senses, each of our senses, they have special receptors. And each receptor kind of has its own like trigger. But when it comes to food, and especially when it comes to smell and taste, our receptors are called chemoreceptors. So they respond to chemical changes in and around their surroundings. And so what a, has that got to do with smell? Right. So for taste, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll, I'll like get there. Super impatient. <laughs> I'll get there. But so our chemoreceptors in our nose are in in the olfactory region, which is up your nose and in your cilia, where your hairs are, the tiny hairs. I don't have nose hair. <laughs> yes, you do have nose hair, but all right, we're, we're, we're deviating. Anyway, and there are uh, taste buds that also have chemoreceptors. So what happens is that when uh, you eat something, both those receptors get activated. And the, the, the reception from both those receptors, wow, uh, is what actually forms food. So when you don't... That's what forms food. The perception of food in your head, like that's what okay. you actually end up tasting. Taste actually comes from both the smell and. How about you like the, to this little chapter before the podcast? I did, I did. It was you fun. You like got your notes and you're like, yeah. So these chemoreceptors in the nose <laughs> and the nose hair and everything. So imagine like you're watching a movie and that movie is 2D. Now imagine watching that movie in 3D. The, the perception and the depth and all of that changes considerably. You're, the experience of that content changes as well. It's the same thing with food. So if I'm only eating my food but my nose is blocked, my perception of that food is going to be far more different and very plainer mm -hmm. as compared to when I also introduce some amount of smell into it. So yeah. if my nose is open and like all of that is happening, if I'm not sick, you know, then food tastes different. And that's because we have this now another receptor coming in and actually giving you that full picture of the food. Okay. So if I'm personally averse to a particular smell, right. it's not my fault. I'm not fussy. It's my body. In a way, I mean, but you can train your body. That's not an issue. So it's not my fault. Okay, fantastic. Because, because this happened to me in Bhutan. Right. And I was traveling with fam. And uh, we basically ate out all the time. Mm -hmm. It was not one of those holidays where you're like all cooked up and you're cooking together and stuff. So it was challenging for me because I don't know what that ingredient was. But there was a smell in most of the food mm. which got to me. It just got to me and... You still family, don't know what it is? Though. I don't know. Oh, wow. I was just like, 
I can't eat this. And my family is hogging. No one cared that I can't eat because they ate my portion as well. They'd be like, "Food is great, yum." Oh man, and, this uh, must be good food. I'm sure it was. I just couldn't have it. And five days or six days long trip, lost yeah. four kilos. I mean, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I healthy max, but just couldn't <laughs> eat. And at one point, I was like, "Am I a baby?" Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it is. I I'm not validating you completely, you but are. but in and a I way, love it. <laughs> in a way, yes, sure. Um, I had an experience that's a little different, and it's in in the fact that you know when I was in college, I um had this like big problem with like food being too bland. and yeah, i would always we yeah states, yeah right? and i went to the states and everything was like really really bland and people would keep on like put, i i would actually have to like carry like my own like bottle of sriracha and like yeah. put on stuff and all so um, actually capitalize <coughs> on that right this time making tiny bottles of right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah yeah attachments yeah, yeah. Cool. i i i wanted to get them but then i was like i can just carry a bottle it's fine so Great. Um, i like the commitment anyway but um you know i went to a friend's house and she's from vietnam And you took a bottle of sriracha to your no, I didn't. House? That's a different thing altogether. I'm coming to the whole conversation, okay. but I was just like, don't you come <laughs> over when I'm cooking with like no, no, no. She's she's Vietnamese. She would give me like even more spicier things if yeah. like you know they'd be offended if I brought in sriracha, right? So yes. um, it wasn't sriracha. She was you know her family lived there and um, she made us like a bowl of her and. I could like when I could see it being made, and I knew it was going to be really bland because it was just like literally like boiled meat mm. and and some amount of spices, right? And but but the moment I like got the bowl near me, it was so flavorful. Like I automatically started salivating, which A- is upon smelling. Upon smelling it, I didn't even eat it, and it was so amazing. And it turned out that you know I I talked to uh, her mom, and you know they use Sichuan peppers and junipers as the as the aroma. kind of like spices so they juniper put juniper goes in gin juniper goes in gin yeah so those things they add into their broth and that actually is so interesting because it adds so much flavor so so almost like you your perception of how the meal was going to taste was altered upon smelling it yeah in a way you were able to train your mind exactly like enjoying something that you typically on another day may mm-hmm. have found not spicy right i i hear as compared to yeah whole, like you know smell makes me feel really differently about food yeah take that one level up about how smell makes you feel the smell of food makes you feel about spaces just imagine walking into a house that smells like cookies yeah or freshly baked bread bread yeah so comforting instantly like people actually buy okay we are not going to go into the kinds of candles people are buying these days look here's looking at you gwenet patro but bacon i i saw like honey bacon <laughs> candles just, i will tell you after yeah. this is not easy 13 i can't tell you here but uh, goop has been releasing some very interesting candles the most sold out kind of candles are the ones that smell like wood or they smell like vanilla or they smell like you know um literally hot chocolate even right like actually it's true like a lot of like food ingredients are part of uh, candles and uh, natasha's favorite bath and body works is the one that capitalizes on that like crazy because like they will have like a full meal as part of <laughs> as part okay. of a candle okay. so uh, uh, this might be a great time to let everyone know that uh, one of archit's best gifts to natasha was a candle Okay, b- before we start there, oh, let's let's great. yeah, <laughs> let, let's take a break. Oh my god. <laughs> and we'll we'll circle back to this. <laughs> Will we? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. So now Ajit is going to tell you what yeah. he was telling me over the break while we were eating alu. Yeah. All about how we are actually just conditioned to feel a certain way about certain foods because of certain smells. Yeah, and it, it goes back to the whole like Pavlovian effect, where um, you know Pavlov, the scientist. Kind of <laughs> took um, like you know served food to a dog, <laughs> and that dog. I'm sorry, that's so cute. He served food. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing a man in a lab coat going to a dog on the tray. That's great. Yeah. Then what happened? So, yeah. Okay, so close your eyes and visualize <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, Shirin. Why don't you take some time and like think I'm about this? Moment, yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, he would serve the dog food at at specific times, and then. um you know also ring a bell to kind of signal the fact that the food's here and there was a whole association with the sound and then slowly he moved the food away and just rang the bell and the dog would intrinsically start salivating mm-hmm. so there was a conditioning that has happened within the dog to kind of associate a specific signal with a response yeah just like you know when we meet toxic guys and we're like yes this is love <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, so, so you resonate with Pavlov's dog. I do. Yeah, <laughs> and and Just me I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, I think it it like I whenever I think of this anecdote or experiment. In fact, I think of like um, having Hajmola. and like just the fact that you can see a packet of hajmola like one like tiny one my mouth starts salivating because i know what i'm expecting to get out of this and like there's just like this like childish you have a lot of feeling for hajmola yeah i have lots of feelings for like hajmola and like as a kid i wasn't really allowed to have too many i have a point of view here the whole trope about like oh if you cook indian food your entire house is going to smell yeah and what not to me it's I don't like that at all because I just feel like get proper ventilation, open a window because all food is going to leave behind a smell. Um, I feel like the fact that people associate certain smells with race, at yeah, times absolutely, is super offensive to me. Yeah, and it's also not a positive association, which no. is the challenge in all yeah, of this. It's exactly. like it cons- it's considered uninviting um, around the world, around subways and. um dominos yeah, yeah. i i meant like metro station oh. uh <laughs> restaurants around uh, these train stations let's call them that yeah. actually like throw their doors open around yeah. peak hours because yeah. they know that the smell of food will bring people yeah bring people in it's yeah. going to remind people that they are hungry i mean just just think about how people feel about say the smell of bread or pizza mm mm-hmm. Right I mean that's like a whole like it's a very interesting trope that restaurants have where they'll actually have their exhausts facing outwards to the customer yeah. and not pushed upwards because they would want people to be invited in Why don't you watch it tell me a little bit about how smell mm-hmm. helps you in the kitchen when you're cooking So for example yeah. to get you started I like to kind of judge whether or not the garlic is cooked mm-hmm. to the point where I want it based on the smell mm-hmm. what about you yeah lots of different places for that but like i i know like uh, for like say a pesto i always associate a pesto with a certain smell mm-hmm. as compared to a certain taste so mm-hmm. my goal always is like to go back to like smelling my blender where the pesto is and mm-hmm. actually seeing how it smells like because that's a really like closer yeah. assumption of what it would taste like as compared to so literally tasting it i feel like it. maybe you once smelled the ideal pesto yeah and you registered that smell yeah. and therefore you know that oh i've got too much 
say basil or tomato this or that yeah. and you are able to kind of yeah because you, every time you make it with different amounts mm. and i'm not measuring my basil every time yeah, and things like that they fair about measurement sometimes i know i mean it's just like once you get used to something then you basically make it as you wish swadanusar exactly actually did you uh, that's like nisha madulika like she says it all the time it's so funny okay it's anyway it's a sanjeev kapoor thing is it yeah oh. namak swadanusar No, I I saw his Nisha Matulika cuz she like has yes, it on her uh, on YouTube. Recipe. That says a lot. I know. I know. Yeah. But anyway, so that's interesting because for me also um while cooking if there is too much of say smell, I was going to go for like a fancier term, but if I if I experience the food through smell too often or too much, I feel full. So when usually after cooking, after preparing Yeah. I can't uh-huh. yeah yeah and my friends think that's like the ultimate mom thing that oh you guys eat I'm good yeah and uh, firstly problematic but secondly I'm just like yeah. there's a reason for that yeah it's not because I'm so tired of having slaved in the kitchen for 4 hours making like ravioli by hand but it is because I mean it is that also it is that yeah, also okay, a little bit but also because I'm done with that experience now yeah ho gaya yeah so having spoken about like the goods and the bads I want to talk a little bit about the ugly as well hmm. which is the smell that uh, our food can leave in containers and I want to talk to you oh. about hacks to completely clean out containers because a lot of times Grace uh, the lady who helped me at home and is my best friend uh, she and I fight over smell I'm like nahi nahi hame we have to put nimbu in this and <laughs> get the smell out and she's <laughs> like no if i put it out in the sun it will go away on its own so like i know that everyone has this one hack that they really depend on what's yours nimbu like i do nimbu in vinegar yeah, as the thing uh, and depending on like how difficult the the um, the irritant is i i could then go for thick further a little bit and have mm, like right? what's further <laughs> like you know um you could you could actually get like uh, kitchen bleach which is a thing so it's like a it's like a lighter version like of bleach like you know when you kill someone in your kitchen you want to make sure you get all the blood no have you no no <laughs> i no <laughs> none of that <laughs> i i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> This is the wrong podcast for that children we'll connect you with some others who, who might who might be interested in this conversation but sure. no the, the so you can do that you can also put eno in your like mix What? yeah so soda bicarb because it will actually break down um, uh, your food a lot better okay there before. are a few dabbas in my ha, i'm not doing that for you <laughs> but <laughs> but you and grace can you know because yeah, you're best know, friends and you have a whole week <laughs> to like you know think about like projects you can like start like yeah you know the sad part is we might just <laughs> do it <laughs> Okay, Shirin's uh, insisting that we uh, take a break so that we can go clean some dabbas. And do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut a lot of piyas. I don't know what she's talking no, about. Then I'm taking and that to the kitchen, <laughs> leaving him there with some ino, nimbu, and vinegar, and he's gonna just go for it. Okay, and then once we're back, we'll do like a quick rapid fire. What? So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Okay, so welcome back, and now we'll do like a rapid fire that we made on the fly. <laughs> But essentially, um, we're gonna ask some questions, and the other person's kind of gonna respond. So I'm gonna start with mine first. 
um shirin when you think of this particular thing mm-hmm. what smell do you associate it with or what food specifically do you associate it with okay. right um bonfire malvain I nice. mean, it's not food and not drinks, but like right. even specify not drinks. It's okay. No, no points cut. I mean, Natasha is the judge, so we'll see. And um, like when you light your favorite candle, mm-hmm. what do you immediately want to get with you? Like what kind of like food do you want to get with it? So now no, it's multi-layered. So you have to first think of what's the candle, <laughs> what does it smell like, <laughs> and what am I usually eating <laughs> while I'm sitting so next to that candle? The candle is gonna smell like uh, cinnamon. Nice. It's uh, gonna be around the side table. Yeah. Uh, I will be in bed with a blanket. Nice. Chocolate cake and sipping on. Mulled wine. No, not mulled wine. <laughs> sipping on wine. Regular wine. Regular wine. Oh ho ho. So that's the experience. Nice. So I, I, I like all your answers. Thank you. Well this done. This is the first time you've liked anything I've done. Oh my god. Debatable, cool. but okay. So uh, I'm not gonna be that nice. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so what I need you to do huh. is tell me uh which foods and smells you associate with the following. <clears throat> okay. Summer. Summer. Um rapidly something lemony like my first thought was like something super citrus and uh fried so like What? Yeah, like calamari or like on a beach be so good. Mm. Mm, okay, okay, okay. What about rain? Food and feeling i suppose yeah i really i love the smell of rain because it has that like that dry to wet sand smell that's really is that what it's called geely mitti yeah oh you said geely mitti oh god i heard, i thought you had Did some I like yeah you sounded like some like lsr <laughs> student <laughs> jadowing words <laughs> okay right so um so. tea like really nice like kadak chai and like pakode pakode yeah i really like pakode <laughs> Uh, yeah. Glad to know that you and I are both so basic. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> literally, nothing here was unexpected. Unexpected. But yeah. okay, couple of questions for you, which are not really rapid fire, so you can take a moment. Yeah. Um, we've had a bit of a conversation about what umami really means, and yeah. even on my fam WhatsApp group, my dad's like, "Oh, I add like a little bit of soy sauce to my eggs," and I'm just like, "Ah." But um, he's like, that's the umami that all your favorite like YouTubers are talking about. So tell me how that really works, and whether umami is more of a tongue thing or a nose thing. Ooh, so uh, umami is uh, essentially saltiness. is what it's technically supposed to taste like but it's it's kind of elusive so it was never part of like the five tastes that we are supposed to have umami kind of like settles in the middle of all of it mm. um but uh, essentially what people have associated with umami is glutamate so there's actually a chemical part of all of this is the glutam- glutamic acid and um traditionally a lot of asian food will have a uh, high glutamate values mm-hmm. and that's associated with MSG which is monosodium glutamate so Ooh, that's what the it. yeah so that's where the umami comes in and a lot of things have glutamate in it so like truffles are full of umami uh, mushrooms in general have a lot of umami mm. um and a lot of like soy and ferments will yeah. also have a umami in it and it's that smell that people get really offended by so yes and no to the mm. question that you know uh, umami is while a taste but 
technically a lot of foods that have are high in umami and high in glutamate tend to also be very unique in their smell people get really offended so, so today i learned something new yeah lots of new things lots of new things so thanks for that little lesson i don't i feel like you've answered like three questions all of it yeah in yeah, my entire we covered so many notes <laughs> yeah all of it's natasha's notes are done <laughs> Thank you so much Ajit it's actually been rather helpful to you know have uh, your limited background Oh thank you You are so welcome She said nice things <laughs> so Yeah All right guys so now we're going to take a really long lunch break and be back with our next episode next week or month Um let's do that again We don't have a calendar <laughs> Okay thanks a lot for um listening And if you have reached until here, please leave a yellow heart at the bottom of Ajit's latest post so he knows that you did. Oh, thank you. That that be so cool to track. Oh my god, yes. He loves metrics. <laughs> Thanks guys. Bye. This episode of Getting Lost with Ajit and Shirin was produced and edited by Natasha Rati Kapoor and conceptualized by Shirin Rai Gupta and Ajit Agarwal.